welcome, welcome all, welcome. Come into the room, join us, join us for today's episode of the Purity After Promiscuity Podcast. I'm your host, Janelle Renee, and I'm just in worship right now. I don't own the rights to this song, uh, but this is a this is a song of triumph, right? This is a song of victory, because he's never lost. The great mountain has to bow low. Jesus defeated the darkness. You will have to excuse me, my voice is a little more, uh, has a little more raspiness in it because, um, you know, I don't know, something tried to, you know, come, <clears throat> but I don't agree with any kind of sickness or disease because I believe that I'm healed by Jesus Christ. I do use wisdom. I am uh, doing what I need to do to boost up my immune system, taking my vitamins, resting. But, um, you know, I'm still feeling the, the excitement of the celebratory moment that we're in. And so I'm just so excited for what God is going to do. And worship is our medicine. Worship is our defense. Worship is our weapon, right? Even when you don't feel like it, when you're going through, when you're weary, when you're tired, when you feel like your back is up against the wall, when you feel like there's nothing left you can do, when the enemy want to come in like a flood, you have to go and get into worship. If you can't pray, that's okay. If you can't read your word, that's okay. But get into worship. Because that, that'll literally begin to start just bringing you out of that dark place that has begun to revitalize you and rejuvenate, rejuvenate you and, and energize you. You will start you will start focusing more on the glory and the goodness of God and you will forget about the things that was plaguing you. You will forget about how your body's feeling. You will forget about these things and you will enter into God's rest. You are labor to enter to his rest because in his rest is where he said that he will bring you if you cast your burden unto him. He said he'll give you rest, right? He cares for you. If we come unto him who are burdened and heavy laden, he'll give us rest, you know. We know, Lord, that rest is not just a physical, but rest is a spiritual. Rest is a mental. And however you need rest, he'll give it to you because his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Who is, what is that great mountain that has to bow low? What is that great mountain that has to bow low before you right now? Because for Zerubbabel, see, the Bible tells us in, um, in Zechariah chapter 4 that that mountain that was before Zerubbabel had to become a plain, which means it had to be leveled out. It had to be flattened. So God is about to demolish some of these great mountains before us and they're going to be they're going to become flattened and we're going to be able to do what God has has prepared and purposed us to do because see Zerubbabel had a work to finish him and Jeshua the priest had a work to finish they had to finish rebuilding the temple they were called for a purpose they were called to do something and so the mountain that was before them see they were being ridiculed and taunted and they experienced a lot of opposition when they started to lay their hands to the foundation but God said the same hands that laid the foundation will finish the work Amen. And so that's what he's even saying to us now. Some some of us have started a thing. 
some of us have started a thing, right? I'm about to go to the word right now because I want to make sure that we're very clear. These are not Janelle's words. Janelle is just a vessel. I yield myself to the Father, and I only speak what the Father tells me to say, unless it's something that's just my own opinion, right? But this is something that has been resounding in my spirit. This is something I've been hearing either, even from other people, um, that this is a time of celebration. And even just historically, this is a time of celebration. Um, just because of the time we're in, we are in Tishri. We are in the seventh month of the Jewish calendar or actually the first month of the ecclesiastical calendar um, for the Jewish calendar. And in Tishri, um, they have a new year. So they almost have two new years. And so uh, they have Rosh Hashanah, which is, I believe, on the 26th of this month. Um, and that is another time of celebration because it is the head of the year or the new year, right? And so this is the time where we're bringing in the new beginning, the new season that God has taken us into. We are celebrating because we know that the time of transition is coming to an end and we're going to cross over. Just like the children of Israel, they had to cross over the Jordan in order to get to the promise. Some of us are about to cross over and, and enter into the promises of God. Amen. So I'm super, super, super excited. So much so that I just couldn't go without coming before you guys on the podcast and just coming to celebrate with you all. I've had a moment, uh, a celebratory moment personally. And then uh, this weekend, you may not know um, that I did turn 40 um, this past Saturday. And I had such a blessed and amazing, amazing time uh, just with people that I love and people um, who meant, who mean something to me. Um, and it was so special and God just blessed me so tremendously. I actually got to spend my entire birthday weekend at church. We had a conference. Um, it was called the Awakening Conference and this year's theme was redemption. And uh, it was amazing. It was amazing. It was amazing. It was amazing. I got the fellowship. I got the worship. I got the praise. I got to hear a word for my birthday all weekend and then my mother came my son came you know I had my younger sons with me and so it was truly truly a blessed time because see my family a lot of the people in my family are not yet saved right and I believe in God for their salvation so for me to be able to have them come and worship and celebrate with me for my birthday that let me know that God is moving so I don't want y'all to think I just came on here to tell y'all something to just rile you up, to just get you all emotional or to tell you a, a, a good word to get you to tickle your ears and make you feel good because that's not what I'm about. I'm about the father's business. And what, what I believe the father is saying is, like I said, it's something that the Lord has been um, speaking even through other people. And so I, I'm so excited because this is a time of celebration. I know I had a vision Ah, oh, thank you. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Tony Richie. Thank you so much. That is so good. He is so faithful. 
um, because God is a redeemer. My birthday last year was not good. It was, it was not good at all. And it, it was, I felt so uncelebrated and so overlooked and things just went kind of bad. And so kind of, you know, made me have a little bit of apprehension going into this year because I just didn't want to repeat it last year. But God is so faithful that he redeemed that time. And, and I was more blessed than I could even imagine this year. So many people loved on me. Um, and so many people just, um, blessed me with their presence and just celebrated me. And so I'm just so excited because God is so good. And the moment when we feel like we're forgotten, God wants to remind us that we're not forgotten. And what I love about God is he remembers. Amen. So I just want to, before we get in, because I feel it, I feel the fire of the Holy Spirit starting to rise up even now. And so I always want to welcome everyone to the Purity After Promiscuity podcast. And I thank you. I'm Janelle. Um, I'm Janelle Renee. I'm the host of the podcast. And here, this is a podcast where we just are living unapologetically um, in our worthiness and our healing and our wholeness. And we just want to we go and find God in all that we do. Right. And um, even though it is a a podcast that has been um, created for women. It is a podcast for all of God's children because I'm going to allow God to use me in whatever way he safe, see fit. Amen. So I welcome you, Richie, Tony Richie. Uh, welcome. Thank you for sharing the podcast. I pray that it's a blessing to you. I pray that God ministers particularly to you for your situation and every person that comes along the, um, in the room and every person that listens to the replay because God is speaking. He's always speaking. And so we have to really get in tune with what the father is speaking in this hour for our particular lives and what he is getting ready to do so we don't miss the move of God so we stay in position and we be prepared amen and so this is the time to celebrate as as the uh as the as the title says and again yes I had a celebratory moment because I had a birthday but even in that this is a season of celebration right this is a season of celebration because this is the time we're entering into the new season this is a time where we're going to enter into the promised land so many things took place historically and biblically at this time this time that we are in even right now and so i'm gonna head real quick to genesis 8 because this is so profound one of the one of the uh, pastors who spoke at the conference yesterday he started talking about genesis 8 and you know those of us who are familiar we know that's the story of moses but what is interesting is how it starts genesis 8 starts and it says god remembered noah and I love that because that is a that is a testament of God's faithfulness, because I know I don't know about you, Tony, but I know for me, there are moments in my life where I felt like God didn't remember me. There are moments in my life where I felt like I had some prayers that I had been praying. I have been laboring before the Lord. I have been imploring him. You know, I have been petitioning him for there are some things. And, and it just seems like that time, months. Years have gone by and I not I have not seen the answer. And so I have felt forgotten. There are things that that God had promised me that I just held on to because I believed that it was God speaking to me. And I believed because he confirmed his word to me. But then came time. And in that time, it seemed like all was lost because I didn't feel like God had was coming through on his promise. Because a lot of times we assume when God give us a promise that it's going to um, we're going to see the manifestation immediately. But see, that's that's where we got to truly get into the word and study the word, because a lot of people in the Bible were received promises, but they didn't actually walk in the promise or receive the actual promise. They received the word, but they didn't actually receive the manifestation until years later. 
We can we could talk about Abraham and Sarah. We could talk about Joseph. We could talk about David. We could talk about the prophet Isaiah who prophesied many things. And it would be sometimes hundreds of years before some of the words that he spoke even came to pass. So we got to understand that even when God give a promise, he's faithful to his promise. The thing we have to begin, begin to understand is time. Amen. So I love Genesis 8 because it said God remembered Moses because now Moses is in Moses is in this water. Moses is in, in this flood and he's afloat. He's he's floating above the judgment of God because God released judgment on the world because we know it was full of sin. And God said, you know, he wanted to wipe the state clean and he wanted to press reset. How many of us know that God would do that for your life? God will see all of the turmoil. He'll see all the affliction. He'll see all the heartache and all the pain. He'll see all the disappointment. And God will decide, I'm going to press reset in your life. And I'm about to take you from what was into what is. And your latter days will be greater to your past. I'm going to take you through a transition. You might have to go through a wilderness, but I won't take you into the promised land. Because in our mind, we we think the way God works, even though the Bible says his ways are not our ways and his thought is not our thoughts. We assume that God is going to take us on the straight path. When many of us know, even when you read in the book of Exodus, when he first delivered the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt, he did not take them the, the shorter route or the route that seemed like it made the most sense. The route that was going to get there, get them there quicker. Why? Because he understood the opposition, even though that route was going to take them there sooner even though that route was going to be a little easier he understood that the opposition that was on that route was going to be too much for them to be able to handle so he decided to take them the scenic route so instead of them going straight to through the philistines land he took them the roundabout way because that gotta do that with us sometimes Yes, he is always with us in the times of trauma and the accidents and sleepless nights and the false accusations. He see all things. He remembers. And sometimes it might seem to us that God is the way God is moving in our life don't make sense or it doesn't seem like it's going in a straight way or it doesn't seem like the, the path is connecting, you know, like in the way that we think it should. But God understands what's ahead. So he's always preparing to get us into a place where we don't have to deal with some opposition. We might have to deal with other things. We might have to deal with persecution. We might have to deal with being accused. We might have to deal with some heartache and heartbreak. But there are some things that we have not dealt with simply because of the grace and mercy of God. But God remembers. Even when, see, because we got to understand Noah being in this ark and he's floating above all of the judgment, all of the, all of the water that's on the earth and him and his family and all the animals they're they're in this ark, but they have been out here now for you talking about, they have been out here for months. Because sometimes God will tell you to do something and you think because God told you to do it, that it's going to automatically work out like quickly. But see, there was time involved. And so because God had told Moses to do what he did and Moses obeyed, that did not mean that he was exempt from having to go through the time. But at the appointed time, that's why it's so profound to me that chapter eight says, and it starts with God remembered Noah. Because see, maybe Noah was feeling like God had forgotten him. 
Maybe Noah felt like he was lost out to sea and he's probably thinking to himself, Lord, I've done everything I can for you. I'm living for you. I'm obeying everything you told me to do. I sat here and I built an ark for 120 years while everybody was ridiculing me and laughing at me and persecuting me and mocking me because no one believed that it was going to flood or rain because they never seen rain before. Because up until that time, it had never rained from the sky. The water came from a mist from the earth and it watered the earth from beneath the earth. So now when a person, Noah is telling the people to repent and that the Lord is going to send rain and he's going to send judgment and a flood. They're laughing. They're thinking he's crazy out of his mind. How many times have you felt crazy and out of your mind because the Lord told you to do something? I know I've been there. I know the Lord has told me to do some things and it, it didn't even make sense to me. So I already knew it wasn't going to make sense to other people. And I had other people looking at me like I was crazy or people questioning my ability to discern the Lord's voice or people just, you know, mocking me and laughing at me and talking about me behind my back, you know, ridiculing me and persecuting me because of the thing that God told me to do. But see, God remembers. Just like God remember Noah, God remembers us. And see, I love also, in the same chapter, a couple verses down, it gives us a particular time. It gives us a particular season that this was taking place in. And it was so profound is the exact time that Noah's, the ark began to rest on the mountain of Arat is the exact time we're in right now. That's how, that's why the Bible is living, it's alive, it's revelatory, it's, 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 it's relevant to our life today, right? It says here, the ark came to rest in the seventh month on the 17th day of the month on the mountain of Iraq. Well, the seventh month in the Hebrew calendar is this month that we're in. It's the ninth month to us in the Gregorian calendar, but in the Hebrew calendar, it's the seventh month and it's the month Tishri. And then it says it was on the 17th day. What just happened to be this past Saturday? What just happened to be my birthday? <laughs> so God is intentional. And what's so intentional is on the, in the seventh month, on the 17th day, the ark rested. Because we also know if you are able to put it together and the Holy Spirit begins to take you on a journey, you can go back to Genesis and you understand that on the seventh day, God rested from all his word. So it's so profound that here in Genesis 8, when he got done, when the flood had reached where it needed to reach and, and it didn't need to continue to rise and rain anymore. And he begun to relent his wrath and, and the waters needed to start receding and he needed to start, you know, clearing things away. The ark rested on the, in the seventh month because God is intentional and he don't change. So God is about to he's resting from the work that he already was preparing in your life. He's resting now because what he has already prepared is about to take place. He did everything he needed to do in those six days. He did everything he needed to. He created everything he needed to create concerning humankind and creation in those six days. And on the seventh day, he rested. And even when it came to the story of Noah and he sent the waters and it rained for 40 days and 40 nights. And then after and the water surged on the earth for 150 days. But even after that, God remembered Noah and then God began to relent. He began to start undoing what he had done so he could reset and he could then allow Noah and his family to do the same thing he told Adam and Eve to do because here in verses 17 
in, in chapter 8, verse 17, it says, bring out all the living creatures that are with you, birds, livestock, those that crawl on the ground, and they will spread over the earth and be fruitful and multiply on the earth. That's the exact same thing he told Adam and Eve. Be fruitful and multiply because God's God's plan and his purpose and his will is going to remain the same concerning humanity and concerning your life. There's nothing that can happen that is going to be able to uh, delay or derail or 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 disrupt or take your destiny, your purpose. The only thing that can do that is you. If you're not in position, if you decide, you know, not to obey the word of God. But as far as God is concerned, your destiny is intact. Every prophecies, the dreams, the visions, and the destiny fulfillment comes with a process, and you can't skip the process. Amen. The process molds you. It strengthens and sharpens you towards that particular prophecies and that assignment. Exactly. And it takes a, a very mature uh, Christian, a very mature believer to understand that part, because a lot of times, I know even for me in my earlier uh season of being a babe in Christ, it was difficult to understand the time part or the process because we know God does all things decent and in order. But what God also does is he remembers the promise he spoke over you. He remembers the words he spoke over you. He remembers the covenant he made with you, whether it was with you, whether it was your forefathers, whoever. God remembers. Unlike human beings, I know I forget things sometimes. I have good intentions. I have intentions to do what I said I was going to do. I have, Sometimes I give my word and I have every intention to be faithful to my word but in my humanness sometimes I forget but can we thank God that he's not like us and so every word concerning us every destiny concerning us every promise concerning us all the purpose concerning us is intact because God remembers and there's coming a time where whatever you've been going through, whatever the process has brought, whatever trial or tribulation, whatever difficulty, whatever, you know, season of stripping and season of purging, whatever wilderness season, whatever you had to go through that in order for God to process and prepare you for the, for the, for the destiny that he has for you, all of that is about to relent. In the same way those floodwaters started to relent and God was beginning now to reestablish his covenant in the earth and reestablish the purpose for humankind in the earth. And he gave Noah that same mandate that he gave Adam. He said, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth because God is into multiplication. Amen. So I just thought that was so interesting as I was studying that earlier, like, oh, God remembers and God is intentional because these dates. And, and these time frames are mentioned in the word strategically, purposely for us to understand the timing of God, because there are some things that God just has a timing for. Just like in Ecclesiastic, Ecclesiastes tell us in Ecclesiastes three, it says there's a time and season for everything under the sun. There's just a time where God's just going to bless you. It's not really because you were obedient. It's not really because you've done something or it's really just because that God is remembering the covenant. A lot of the blessings and promises that the children of Israel entered into had nothing to do with their righteousness. Even it, matter of fact, it told them. In Deuteronomy 9, that it's not because of your righteousness that you have to possess this land. It's because the wickedness of the inhabitants of the earth that's already there and because of the covenant that he swore to your forefathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So there are some things that we're about to inherit that has absolutely nothing. Nothing. Oh, but you can listen to the replay. 
you can listen to the replay, Tony. Don't worry about it. I make sure I upload all of the live podcasts that I do. So don't worry. You will be able to listen to it. I, I thank you for joining and I pray that the rest of your evening, your day, I don't know the time that it is over there, but I just pray that all is well, that you be blessed and that whatever God is, has for you, that he's going to continue to confirm his word in your life with signs following and that you will see the manifestation of the promises of God in Jesus name. God bless you. And so God it. It's like his purpose and, and the season for your for things in your life. There are some things that are just set. And this is why we'll experience a lot of opposition at certain times. And sometimes we can't put, you know, we can't put two and two together because we may not have been taught or we may not be able to discern or we may not have the revelation. But there are certain times in the calendar, in God's calendar, where he just set in his calendar like you when you go to make an appointment you you know you about to you know you need to go do something or you need to go visit the doctor or you need to take care of something important whatever the case you will put it on your calendar so you don't forget and that's the day that you set to do that particular thing well God does the same thing with his calendar there are set moments of time where he's just going to come and visit upon his people blessings and promises and you know and 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 open doors and an open heaven and all of these things not because of us not because of our righteousness because the bible tells us that our righteousness is as filthy rags it's as dung it's nothing because he's so holy where we can't even consider ourselves righteous in comparison to him because his holiness is so far beyond our understanding right he's too holy he 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 is he is whatever holiness embodies and encompasses that is what he is and so when it comes to us there are some things that we receive not because of what we've done not because of our obedience and not because our deeds and not because of our praise and our worship not because we read our bible every day and all of these things that we should do right we should have a disciplined lifestyle we should have intentional time set daily where we are spending time with god we should be seeking him with our whole heart we should be reading the word we should be getting understanding using you know um we should we should be using tools like a bible dictionary and concordance and all of these things so we can get understanding get a translation that we can understand we should be going to a bible study we should be a part of a local church whatever it is we need to do to make sure that we're being matured and edified um built up in the body of christ amen and then our even building up our own personal vertical relationship with god we should be praising and worshiping in our at home you know we should only go and praise and worship when we go to service we should praise and worship continually that should be a lifestyle we should pray and pray at all times and pray in the spirit that should be a lifestyle we should read the word that should be a lifestyle or however god leads you to do it you should be spending some intentional time with god each and every day however aside from all of those things if you weren't doing those things perfectly if you wasn't doing it consistently there are just things that god is going to remember he's going to remember his word he's going to remember the covenant he's going to remember the prophetic word he's going to remember the promise he's going to remember whatever he spoke so we got to be very clear not what we want to hear not what we speak not what somebody else speak who say it's a prophet prophetic word because we sh we should be testing every word if the lord if somebody say that the lord sent them and they're giving a prophetic word a prophetic release 
You better bet your bottom dollar. You, you, you better be going to the Lord before you receive anything. Like, yes, if it resonates, okay. But then you should be going to the Lord and testing that word. Lord, did you send this word? Is this you? Who is this person? Did you send them? Because the Bible tells us that there's people who lie and they, they teach and they prophesy lies out of their own imagination and they prophesy and they say the Lord send them and he didn't send them. So you got to be very careful. But when you know that, you know, and when God has spoke a word over your life, he is going to remember it. And it doesn't matter how long it take. Amen. And so this is a time to celebrate because, no, this word is not for everybody. This word is for those who have gotten to that point where they're in their process and they have completed that part. They have been processed. They have been tried by fire and came out as good as gold. Right. You have gone through, you know, the wilderness. You have gone through your seasons of stripping and purging. You have gone through the valley. Right. You have gone through the certain certain parts of your process and you know that, that you feel it the release, right? You're feeling like things are coming to an end, like the waters are starting to recede, right? At one point, you might have felt like things were trying to drown you or overtake you, but now you're feeling like the waters are beginning to recede because they are, because God is about to go ahead and release the blessings and the promises that he spoke over you and that that he and that he already had in mind to, to bless you with from the foundation of the world. But you also have to understand in this moment, it's also going to come opposition. Which is a lot of times a telltale sign that you are on the cusp, hallelujah, of your breakthrough. The enemy cannot stop God. But what he will try to do is still kill and destroy. He will try to distract you. He will try to, you know, derail you. He'll try to discourage you. He'll try to get you to abort it. He'll try to get you to give up. Why? Because he know he can't stop it. But he know he can try to get you to stop it. And so all he tried to do is get your eyes off of Christ. And that's why when you feel this opposition coming when you feel like things are coming on every side when you feel like things are just going haywire when you're experiencing you know backlash and persecution and people are reviling you and people are just you know treating you a certain type of way for no reason people you know are talking about you whatever the case may be and you know you ain't did nothing and you know like you you're they're they're, they're accusing you you're innocent in this Right. You're innocent in this. You haven't done nothing wrong. And they just coming after you because the enemy will use whoever he can. And normally he's going to use people close to you. Just know that you can't keep your you can't get so caught up in that. You can't allow that distraction to take you off. Of course, because Lord is about to open up his open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing you don't have to receive you don't have room to receive excuse me he's going to pour you out a blessing you don't have room to receive so you got to stay faithful and you got to stay the course and you got to be obedient and you got to stay in position whatever God tell you to do keep doing it until until he releases you from that thing wherever God told you to be as much as you are uncomfortable I'm uncomfortable where I'm at I know that my season of being here is up but I also knew that I had to stay here even as uncomfortable as I am as frustrated as I am as much as I'm ready to go and been ready to go my kids is ready to go until God release me though see that's the thing a lot of times God will start allowing us to be uncomfortable because he's getting ready 
to say, okay, it's time. It's time to go. But sometimes we'll get ahead of ourselves and we'll think because we're starting to experience this uncomfortability. We're starting to be frustrated. We know God is starting to speak to us about going to another place or telling us to move or, you know, whatever the case may be. And so we'll get so full of ahead of ourselves that we'll kind of start sometimes acting prematurely. And so the enemy will try to get you to, to, to go ahead and abort the promise or get you out of position to where you terminate the or miscarry the promise because and excuse me I hope these words are not going to be um triggering to anyone who has had um any of um any of these you know they have experienced any of these I apologize dearly uh for using that as my example but just to say that the enemy will try to get us to 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 throw in the towel right and to and to forfeit what God has for us by getting ahead of ourselves in the same way when Jesus was tempted and, the, and when he was tempted after the Holy Spirit led him to the wilderness and then Satan came and tempted him. A lot of what God, what, what Satan was trying to do with Jesus is to get Jesus to get outside of God's will and timing for things, right? He was trying to get Jesus to get ahead of God by tempting him, telling him to turn some stones into bread. It wasn't time for Jesus to be using his power and he wasn't supposed to be using his power for selfish gain, no way. And so that was just the enemy trying to pervert and distort what God had legally and rightfully gave Jesus. He gave Jesus, Jesus was God, 100% God, 100% man. So Jesus had this power and God gave him this power and he had this authority but he still also understood that that power and authority still was submitted unto God and so then the enemy go and tell him oh uh, you see all these kingdoms you know the world oh I have been given these kingdoms and I have the authority to give it to give them to whoever I wish oh if you just bow down before me and worship me I'll give you all these kingdoms but see again Jesus already was going to inherit the kingdoms of the world. He was already going to be the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He was already going to have that authority and that power. So what he would have done is he would have forfeited how God was going to give him that blessing and how God was going to establish him. And he was going to, you know, be out of position if he would have bowed down to the enemy see that's what the enemy tried to get us to do when it's our time to celebrate he brings frustration he brings doubt he brings discouragement you know he brings all of these things to try to bombard our minds or he try to tempt us with false opportunities and, and counterfeit opportunities and counterfeit people be on high alert because it's time to celebrate but make no mistake about it. In time of celebration, you need to be wise as a serpent and gentle as a dove. You need to be shrewd like Esther. You need to be really, really, really discerning because the enemy is going to try to come because he doesn't want you to receive what God has for you. But that's why no matter what, you need to stay in the face of God. You need to continue to seek him and you shall find him. You got to continue to worship and pray and praise and constantly be in the word or whatever it is God is leading you to do in this moment. And however Holy Spirit is leading you to connect with God and to stay connected. You can't fall short. It can't fall off. Just like to be honest, y'all, I was, I've been really needing to rest, like literally, not just because of whatever, you know, it was trying to um, over, take over my body, but because I've been going, going, going all last week, barely getting any sleep, going to bed super late, waking up super early, ripping and running, because I had a lot of things going on, not just for my birthday, but like I said, we had a conference at my church. Um, you know, I I got to prepare for some stuff that I have to do. Um, so it just was a lot. You know, I just had a lot going on. So my days were extremely long. Most days I wasn't eating all day. 
because I was so busy. So I really was not taking care of my body. I wasn't getting enough rest. I wasn't feeding myself like I should, you know, and all of these things. And, and so we, everything is not an attack of the enemy and everything is not spiritual, even though a lot of things are. So, so the fact that I started feeling like something was trying to come over me or I wasn't feeling the best, you know, that could be because of just my own mismanagement of my body and my time. Because, you know, our bodies, you know, they're not robots. We need to make sure we take care of our body. This is the body. This is this is the, the temple God blesses with. That's why the Bible tells us, you know, that our that we need to offer our bodies as a living sacrifice, which is our reasonable service. And do we not know that our body is the temple where the Holy Spirit dwells? Well, do we really want God to or Holy Spirit to dwell in a body that is worn out and that's abused and, you know, that's not taken care of and we don't eat right. We don't treat it right. We don't exercise. We don't rest. And so we're all constantly tired and lethargic and slothful and lazy because we're exhausted. No, he wants us to take care of this vessel. And so I'm guilty. And so I'll confess now that I haven't been taking care of myself like I should. And my body has been showing me. It's been responding. Right. Um, even with my weight, I feel like I've just gained weight for no reason because I don't even eat bad, you know, and all of these things. But a lot of times when you don't get rest, when you're not drinking enough water, when you're not eating properly, all of these things, your body will begin to respond. And so for me, it could be my body responded. Now, would the enemy try to use it? Absolutely. So again, that's why we do have to be discerning, but some things we can, you know, prevent if we are just intentional, right? And so for me, you know, I know that even in that, I didn't really want to do the podcast because I should have did it Friday. But I knew Friday I wasn't going to be able to because I was so busy with preparing for the conference and running, ripping and running around and preparing for my birthday. I had no time. So I didn't do it Friday, which is our normal day. And then come last night, I was not, I was, yeah, I, my body was like, sis, okay, enough is enough. Okay, enough is enough. And I really had to stop and start taking care of me. So I had to really start focusing on getting my vitamins in, getting me some, you know, hot water with lemon and ginger and mint in it, you know, and drinking it. I had to, you know, take a little medicine, you know, to help me sleep, you know, so I could really just wind down because my body was so in go mode. But I had to stop and I had to say, okay, everything else got to get put on the back burner because when I don't have the proper rest and when I am not at my best self, I I can't even really function and I can't really hear God and I can't really worship and pray and praise like I want to because I'm too tired. So let me backtrack and let me put put uh, be intentional about putting myself first because this is a season where I know I need to constantly have my ear to heaven. I need to constantly be in connection with God because I know this is a time to celebrate. This is a season of transition. The transition is over in the same way the Israelites had to cross the Red Sea in, or, in order to come out of the place of bondage and the place of slavery because some of us have been in slavery and bondage and no slavery don't got nothing to do with having a slave master and you know being forced to be physically enslaved some of us have been enslaved in our minds some of us have been going through mental torment some of us have been being you know bombarded just with all kind of mental attacks in our mind and we've been going through or some people have been enslaved to you know a a a, a generational curse or a curse of of poverty and lack and you know uh, of, of whatever it could be right and so we have been being enslaved by a thing but god in the same way that he delivered the children of israel from the land of slavery the place of oppression he they still had to go through a red sea which was really represented that was the that, that was really the transition 
That was really the place of transition, right? Because now they were going from one place to another. Okay, and they had to go through the water. They had to, you know, God had to allow them to go through the miracle. He He brought them out with his miracle signs and wonders. And so they went through on dry ground. The sea parted and, and it stood up um, like a wall on each side and they crossed over. This is a season of crossing over. This is a season of your harvest, your breakthrough, the promise of God, the thing you've been laboring for, waiting for, praying for, that thing that you felt was like it, it was been so long that it just ain't going to happen. Like even you've been ready to give up. There are some promises that I felt in this season, some of them that I just wanted to give up because it just looked so impossible and it seemed like it wasn't just ain't going to happen. And then next thing you know, the Lord will just put a word in my spirit or I'll come across something and it'll remind me that God is faithful to his promises, that he does not fail and even though in this season it may look like it ain't happening just like oh this is so good when elijah hallelujah when elijah was waiting for rain but after he had declared a famine and there will be no rain for three years because of the sins of israel behind ahab the king and his wife jezebel the judgment was there was going to be no rain which it that which resulted in an extreme famine so once the timing, because see, God does everything in time. That's why we got to understand the time we're in. That's why we have to understand what this means and into God. What does this mean in his calendar? What does his, it mean, you know, in his, in his timing? Like we are in such a, uh, just a, a rich time, right? We're just set in such a blessed, um, just time where a lot of heavenly activity is happening, right? Um, but anyway, Elijah, it came time for him to start praying for God to open up the windows of heaven again so there could not be rain in the land because it was it was just extreme. You got to go read it um, in uh, first Kings. I want to say 18. Don't quote me about for somewhere around first King 18 after he um, after he conquers all the prophets of Baal and then he goes and he starts to pray and he starts to pray earnestly for God to now relent and to bring rain into the land. And he prayed and prayed and prayed and he sent his servant out seven times and for six times the servant came back with the same report. I don't see no sign of rain. It don't look like it's going to rain. Oh, shut that by shut that at a bit. It don't look like it's going to rain. It ain't no sign of rain. There's no clouds in the sky. I don't see nothing. And he kept sending his servant back out. See, that's the kind of faith we have to have. That even though we don't see a sign of the promise, even though we don't see a sign of the breakthrough, even though we don't see a sign of the healing, even though we don't see a sign of the, the answer prayer, even though we don't see a sign. See, that's right. That's when you start walking by faith and not by sight. See, that's when Elijah had to really be, bear down and say, do I believe God or not? Even if I don't see it, do I believe that he's going to do what he said he's going to do? And so he continued to pray. And as he prayed, he continued to send his servant out to see if the rain, if there was going to be a sign of rain, because he understood that God was not a man that he showed lie. God is faithful to his promises. His word will not return to him void. He watches it to perform it. So he continued to pray and, and as he prayed he continued to send his servant to go and to, to uh 
and to scout and to take and, and to take inventory and to see if if he if the prayer request had start if the sign had begun to manifest of what he had been believing for see that's what we got to do sometimes we got to pray and then we got to look up and see lord is it coming yet then you if you don't see it you got to pray and then you got to look again lord is it coming yet lord is it my season yet lord is has my seed begin to pr- produce fruit yet because some of us got some seed in the ground some of us has have have been so in this season and it has been hard it has been a sacrifice but see nothing goes unnoticed to God he's keeping a record of everything he got his angels and they keeping a record of everything that you're doing even in your season of wilderness even in your season and season of suffering even in your season of being purged and persecuted even in your dry season even in your dark season God is taking inventory how you still sowing love how you still sowing your talents how you still sowing your gifts how you still you know sowing out of what little bit you have it might be two widows mites but it was the it's all you got how you're still serving how you still praising how you still worshiping how you still testifying god takes notice of it see some of us got seed in the ground so your harvest may not look like it's here yet but you need to keep thanking god in advance even now you got to keep praising god in advance even now and you keep going back and looking and say lord is it here yet is it time yet is my harvest here yet is the breakthrough here yet is the promise here yet because one thing i know about our God, he cannot fail. He cannot fail. And he said, he told Zerubbabel, for who scorns the day of small things? I love that. Zechariah 14. These seven eyes of the Lord, which scan throughout the whole earth, will rejoice when they see the plumb line in Zerubbabel's hand. See, God had a, he had a plan and nothing was going to stop his plan. It tells us in verse seven, what are you great mountain? Oh, and see, that's the song. See, here we go. We tying it in. Never lost, right? That song. That's why I was playing that song in the beginning of today's episode, because here in Zechariah four and seven, it says, what are you, great mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you will become a plain, and he will bring out the capstone accompanied by shouts of grace, grace to it. That's why in the details of today's episode, it says shout and praise God in advance. There will be shouts of grace, grace to it, shouts of praise. You don't have to see it. You have to know that your Lord is not going to fail you. And you speak to that mountain. If you even have faith as a mustard seed, you can speak to that mountain and tell it to be cast into the sea. And it has to do it. And you start talking to that mountain like, who are you, great mountain? You don't have to have a singing voice. If you sing unto the Lord, he receives it. It's a sweet smell and aroma to him. You don't have to be some kind of singer and on some stage and with a recording, you know, uh, a recording deal and, you know, some kind of mainstream artist. No, if you begin to sing out of the, the abundance of your heart unto the God, unto your God, he, he hears it and he accepts it. It's good to him. He loves it. He, he enjoys it. And so you begin to speak and you begin to declare, who are you, great mountain, that you shall not bow low? The, my Bible, the word of God says, that you got to become a plane. 
I don't care what the mountain is. If it's a mountain of sickness, it got to go. If it's a mountain of poverty, it got to go. If it's a mountain of disappointment, it got to go. It don't matter what it is. If it's about a mountain of a bad report, it got to go. And whatever it is, if it's a mountain of, of sadness, you gotta, it got to go. A mountain of depression, it got to go. It doesn't matter what it is. A mountain of confusion, frustration, it got to go. It doesn't matter. A mountain of rejection, it got to go. A mountain of abandonment, it got to go. A mountain of failure, it got to go. I don't care what it is. It has to go and you speak to that mountain and you be cast into the sea play that worship song never lost play it over and over again get it in your spirit listen to the words begin to sing that have a song in your heart shout some joy shout some praise you got to go sometimes you got to be like joshua and the children of israel and continue to go around that mountain that those walls whatever that wall is that seems to be keeping you out of your destiny keeping you out of your promise keeping you out of your blessing you got to keep walking around that thing and you got to then and then you got to Go ahead and you got to give a big shout and those walls will come down. See, everything God tells us to do don't make sense. <clears throat> it takes faith. It takes faith and it takes us to believe and trust that our God is true. Like in Romans 3, let God be true and all men be a liar. You got to believe. You got to believe in your heart that it's time to celebrate. And see, I had a vision last week as I was going to sleep. And in this vision, it was just very a very simple vision. Literally, I was in the, I would say, in between being asleep but, and still being conscious. And so I wasn't all the way asleep. And all of a sudden, I just seen it was like a, a, a night sky. So it was night out. I could see a bunch of bright stars in the sky. And then I just seen fireworks everywhere. It was just fireworks in the sky. And that was it. That was it in the vision. And the only thing I could think of when I woke up, because I remember saying, like, Lord, what was that? But the only thing I could think of when I woke up was, like, a celebration. Celebration. And I believe that was God preparing me, and not just me, but for a lot of us, that this is a season to celebrate. Yes, I had a physical birthday, and that was a season, a reason to celebrate. But even outside of that, it is still the season, the timing, the timing of God to celebrate because you don't have to have a birthday. God is going to come through with whatever he spoke over you for you. And again, this word ain't for everybody, but you know if it's for you, if it's resonating, because it should not be new to you. This is something that should just be confirming what God has already been speaking to you because God speaks first. And then he'll confirm his word. And so I'm just here to encourage you all that even if you don't feel like it, I don't, I, like I said, I didn't really feel like getting up and doing a podcast. I'm into it now. <laughs> Cause see, that's the thing about God. He'll meet you there. When he said his, his grace is sufficient. Oh, his grace is sufficient. Because if y'all really knew how my body was trying to challenge me, but I said, you know what? I'm going to do this podcast. I had to go through and change the time a couple of different times earlier, but you know what? I was committed and that's what God looks for. God looks for your commitment. Are you committed to him? And don't despise small beginnings. Yes, where you are right now may not seem much. Yes, who you are right now may not seem like much. Yes, you know, the position you hold may not seem like much. Yes, you know, where you are in your life may not seem like much, but do not despise small beginnings because in an instant, <laughs> in an instant, God can do a quick work. And he can turn your whole life around and it'd be like a whirlwind. Literally, your head will spin and you will go from being like, 
a shepherd and a, and a pastor to be in the king of the, over all of Israel. Amen. <laughs> Ask David. And yes, it took, it was years. Yes, it was. But to God, a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years like a day. It can happen in a moment. And that's why it's so important for us to maintain a position of, of worship and praise. Celebrate like that thing already here. Celebrate like you already got the phone call and you already got the job. Celebrate like, you know, you already got the proposal or you already walked down the aisle and said, I do. Celebrate like, I mean, whatever it is. Celebrate like you already got the report saying that, you know, they couldn't find anything and you don't have no, no kind of sickness or cancer in your body. Praise now. When God says he's restoring your relationship with your children or your family. Praise like it already happened now. Do it now. Because it's a sweet smelling aroma unto your God. Your faith is currency. And the more faith you, you lift up without having to see it. See, blessed are those that believe that do not see. You shouldn't have to see a thing if God spoke it. Again, I reiterate, if God spoke it, you shouldn't have to see it to believe it. You should believe it just because he said it because he is. He doesn't cast a shifting shadow. He's the same yesterday, today and forevermore. He don't change. If he speak it, it is established. Whatever he said his word to do, it pleases to perform it like he's not a man that he shall lie. If he speak it, it is so. So you should you should operate like it. No matter what, if he says you heal, you should act like you heal, walk like you heal, talk like you heal. Amen. If he says you're going to be married, you should start acting like a wife. Acting like a husband, whatever it is. However, God is leading you to prepare to for the expansion and what he's about to bring to your life, because that's the thing about God. He does things decent and in order. So he's always going to pre begin to prepare you for what he's about to do. And now the preparation may not look the way we think it should look. Like, again, I'm sure David did not think him being a, 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 a shepherd and a pastor and being so committed and dedicated and loving the sheep and willing to lay his life down and fight a lion and a bear and, and to get the sheep out their mouth and all of these things was preparing him to be the king of God's people. I'm sure he didn't think that. But it did. Cause God used, he, he'll use the small things. That's why it says here in, in, um, Zechariah 4, um, 10, for who scorns the day of small things? Right? Because what it says above that, starting in verse 8, it says, then the word of the Lord came to me. Zerubbabel, Zerubbabel's hands have laid the foundation of this house and his hands will complete it. Then you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you for who scorns the day of small things. Some of us have started some things. The Lord may have given you an assignment and you may have started it and then you may have, you know, stepped away from it. You may have put it on the shelf, put it on the back burner, you know, just kind of forgot about it altogether. I want to encourage you and urge you to go back to it. Because the father has said. Zerubbabel's have laid the foundation of this house. I mean, he started the work because see, they started the work. If you go back to Ezra about Ezra five, if you read that part of Ezra, it talks about how the Jews had started the build. Like the word had came through Haggai and Zechariah. The word of the Lord came to them and it stirred them up to get to get to work, to build up God's house, to build God's temple. And so they started the work and then opposition came. 
And when opposition came, it challenged them. And so they got so felt, they got so defeated feeling that they went ahead and they ceased the work entirely. And, and, and they let the work just sit there for years. And then the Lord had to go back and had to send the prophets again to, to stir them up again. Like, no, no, y'all have to complete this. What God has given you to do has to be completed. It's not for somebody else to complete. It's for you to complete, sis. If God told you to write that book, write. If he told you to write that, that play, write. If he told you to, uh, you, you know, start putting the plans together for that build, business, Get those plans together. Whatever he told you to do, if he told you to to end up to create something, create it. Whatever he told you to do, do it. I know it may seem like you don't know how you're gonna do it. I know you may feel unqualified and insignificant. I know you may feel like you don't have what it takes. But if God has given it to you to do, trust me, you have what it takes. Pick it back up again. If there is some kind of gift that God has given you, but you, you know, you, you really don't understand it or you don't, you haven't really functioned in it. And so you kind of just, you know, allow it to, you know, to, to dwindle, to dwindle and, and let that fire go out. Pick it up again. Pick it up again because the hands that laid the foundation is going to finish the work. If you get back to it. God is going to give you the strength. He is going to give you the wisdom. He's going to give you the power. He's going to give you the authority to complete it. Just like it tells us here. When he says, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by strength or by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. So the Lord will do things. He will give you the strength by his spirit to complete whatever he has called you to do. You don't have to have all the answers. You don't have to know how it's going to work out. You don't have to feel like, you know, you got it all together. You don't have to feel like you're qualified. You just have to know that if God before you, who can be against you? Like God is with you and he's going to give you the ability by his spirit. And that's how you're going to know it's God. Because you're not going to be educated in this area. You're not going to be experienced in this area. You're not qualified. You ain't go to school. You don't, you know, you didn't get the formal training to do what you do. It is something that is just literally going to overcome. Uh, the glory spirit will just overtake you. And you're going to just be able to complete it, right? That's how you're going to know it's God. So I um, I urge you, uh, sisters and uh, even brothers that may um, listen to the podcast, Whatever God has told you to do and you put it on the shelf, go back, pray first, seek God, seek God for his guidance, his wisdom, but and, and then pick it back up, pick it back up, complete it. And God is going to give you the supernatural ability to do so. Amen. So celebrate, celebrate, celebrate. It's time to celebrate. So again, have a posture of praise and worship. Just praise, 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 praise. You don't need a reason to praise. We praise God for who he is because he is the high and lifted up. He is the I am that I am. He's the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning, the end. He is the most holy God. He is our sovereign and eternal God, right? We we worship him for who he is. He don't have to do anything for us. So we just always want to be able to go before his throne and just offer up praise and worship for him. Not because we always want things, but because we just are so in love with him, right? And so just begin to celebrate now, shout in advance, praise, worship, go crazy. Like, how would you respond if the if you had it in that in this moment right now? If the thing you've been waiting for, if it came right now, how would you respond? 
you know, if you got that call right now, you know, whatever it is, right? If you got it right now, how would you respond? Go crazy for the Lord. Go crazy and praise. Go crazy and worship. You know, go crazy and just pouring out all of, you know, all of yourself on, onto the Lord for what he's doing. Celebrate even now because God is doing it. God is doing it. He is not a man that he shall lie. He's going to remember. He how many times have he said in the new, in the old testament the lord remembered his covenant and the lord remembered and the lord remembered god don't forget he not like humans he do not forget he's not forgot about you but sometimes he is looking for us to see where is our faith at do we believe do we believe so really you know you got to ask yourself what do you believe do you believe God is that God is going to come through? Do you believe you're not forgotten? Do you believe that in Joshua 1, when he says he'll never leave nor forsake you, that he won't? Even though your circumstances may make you feel like you're forsaken, even though everything around you may be telling you you're forsaken, or do you know that you know that you know that God is here? God is with you and he is for you. Sometimes he's just silent. And, but it doesn't mean that he has... He has turned his back on you. So don't turn your back on him. Celebrate. It's time to celebrate. I celebrate with you all. I'm here right alongside of y'all. I'm going through this thing myself. This is something that I'm actually experiencing right now. And I'm telling you the same thing I'm telling myself. Celebrate. Worship and praise God like you never have before. Give it everything you got. Even if, if, if it takes you just to get everything you have and all the energy, all the strength, and to just give God a shout, do it. Do it. Do it. And see what God won't do. So thank you all for joining me today on the Purity After Promiscuity podcast where we are redefining a woman's worth. I am so blessed to have had you all join the room. And those of you who are listening to the replay, I am so thankful for you all. I pray that this podcast blesses you, confirms some things to you, encourages you, edifies you, and stirs you up. I pray that most of all, it stirs your faith up so you can worship and praise right now. Shout in advance. Shout like crazy. Shake the heavens with your praise and worship even now because the Lord is going to do it. Again, Again, this may not be for everybody, but if it's for you and you go back to the Lord and you get confirmation, don't don't delay. Don't hesitate. Worship the almighty. Even if the word is not for you, worship and praise anyway, because your season, your season will come. Your season will come. I've been in the wilderness season and I've been in a season of isolation and I've been in a season where I've been being purged and stripped of everything. I've been in different seasons for prolonged periods of time. So I know how it is. But what helped me to get through these seasons is just really being able to worship and praise and get my mind off of my circumstances and put my mind on Christ. Amen. So I still want to just encourage everybody just to have a position of praise and worship and believe God for whatever he spoke of your life. Believe him. The Bible says and Abraham believed God and it was accredited to him as righteousness. Believe God. Take God at his word. Take him at his word and celebrate. Let's celebrate him for who he is and celebrate him for what he's about to do. He's about to open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing. He is about to do everything that he's already said he would do. He's about to fulfill every promise and every covenant that he swore to your forefathers and every promise that he swore to you. He is going to do it and it's going to be, it's going to blow your mind. And so I'm in expectation. I would love to hear some praise reports. You guys can connect with me right here on, um, 
on the podcast. Y'all can uh, leave a comment. Y'all can leave a message. You always can go to my website, www.redefiningmyworth.com. You can connect with me there. Send a message um, if you uh, would like for me to assist you in uh, personal development or relationship coaching. Feel free to go to my website and um, the services that I offer are there. You can do that there. And so I would love to hear from you and hear some of these praise reports. Or again, if you need some uh, just some assistance in some areas, please let me know and I'll be happy to help you. And until we meet again, just know your past does not define you. It develops.